0: al Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all.
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. ar-Rahman Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Was-salatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa salam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to another episode of the Book Review Podcast. I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman and I'm very pleased to be joined by my dear brother, dear Sheikh Farhan bin Rafiq Ahmad. Assalamu alaikum.
0: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
1: It's good to see you
0: It's always a pleasure I always hate it when I miss a week You know what I mean? I always hate it when I, Whenever we don't get to see you
1: Alhamdulillah, the good news is we're back We're back Episode number 9 We're
0: getting there Yeah, We're making it's progress
1: almost, almost hit 10 Almost Now, we want to get to the half century When it means something in the cricket game I know you like You don't like cricket I, I love what cricket
0: What are you on about? How do you like cricket? Of course I love cricket I'm Indian Because
1: I don't, I don't want to stereotype you Because Bro, that, that, that,
0: that, that is racist when, no, you, I when you just dropped that comment No that I didn't became, I said I didn't want to stereotype That just became <laughs> racist You know what I mean like, that's not no. my fault you, know, no, no. you were going good Until you said, said that I comment I said I didn't want
1: to stereotype you I, I said you. I know you like cricket
0: I love cricket you, yeah, but the, I, I just uh, My dad oh, SubhanAllah I was at my brother's house yesterday And And uh, uh, the, the Ashes this year is online is is sorry at night it's in it's in it's happening in the UK and i have not watched a game of cricket in the last 10 ye- like at least a full game from beginning to end in at least 10 years i allahu alam right um but i was like to my like i usually if i if i'm bothered i'll watch the recap or something like you know three nights after whatever it is but uh yesterday 30 and the game started at 8 and I was just doing some work on my laptop while I was at my brother's, and then I was like, "Oh, hey, like that's that's crazy! They're like we can watch, we can watch the cricket." And then my dad would looked at me. He's like, "When's the last time you ever held a bat?" I'm like, "Oh my god, Dad! Why would you do that to me?" That's it's been not, It's been eight nine years before I touched the bat. Before you know what I mean, I don't. I don't look like a guy who plays sport. I watched sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never played cricket when I was a
1: kid, bro. But well, you you want to know something funny? I played.
0: Bro, I love playing cricket.
1: cricket. yeah, yeah. Public School days. Shout out to everyone. To pu- shout out to everyone who went to Punchwa Public School. We played cricket. Cricket in in uh, summer, rugby league in winter. Yeah, we, in, used to just play, we used to play league. PWSA, it's I think it was called. We yeah, to, well, we didn't
0: play league. We just played in the like at lunch. Year
1: seven, I gave up. I retired in year seven. You, at twelve years <laughs> old. 12 early years early old. retirement. Yeah, but I was I was a wicketkeeper slash batter. Pretty good. I wasn't that's I a wasn't, good that's that's was like, all right I wasn't that's like, like someone in need average. you know what I mean cuz they
0: always need a wicketkeeper but there's only played, one of you so you got to be good
1: then we played in the area with the brothers always with the cousins family always we'd always play cricket no, rugby no, league and cricket
0: very bro well, well, I, I'm well, not right. a person that did like physical activity unfortunately like, I'd be on like unfortunately I'd be like on Xbox or or PlayStation I never played them. just you generally Xbox but I would be yeah I was a bad kid like, I was I was not a sporty Child in any way Shape or form I was like Lock me in a room to brag was
1: quite the opposite
0: Yeah (laughs) (laughs) How'd that go with your bones mate? Uh, (laughs) Retired from
1: competition At 21 years old And downhill after that In terms of Looking (laughs) after your body Listen
0: Being active It helps a lot 100% Then uh, when you stop being active I have genuinely Made it an effort now To like Be like Okay I'm gonna get back On the grind Um, SubhanAllah Just before I got married Right I got on the grind Right Like about Two years ago, No. Um, just before I got married, uh, and I, I, I actually was doing all right. I was on the, on the like I was biking. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff trying to get fit, and then I got married, and then I was like, Halas, I got, <laughs> it's done. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mission accomplished. So what's the point?" So then I went back into my studies and finished. <laughs> just it just goes. You have to make time for it. So I bought a bike, which. Uh, I won't lie it's been sitting there for six months and I haven't used it maybe three times two times like I've used it twice or three times um, this bike that I got um, I got an Assault Fitness bike I don't know yeah. if you uh, do you know what that that one is? Like no. the ones that actually oh can, okay the ones that actually go front and anyone who's in the gym already seen they'll know what an Assault Fitness no, one cross is cross trainer ex-trainer. it's like a cross trainer but like it's a bike at the same time um, it, it's it's um, I thought that would be the way to go. But just finding time, wallahi, 20 minutes out of my time to go there. And my dad was upset with me the other day. He was like, you didn't reply to my message. I was like, dad, I didn't see your message. I've got like, it's, my messages are flooded. Like, I just, I didn't like it's all you over the prioritize place. prioritize message. 100% but I didn't, I genuinely did not see it. I think it. there's a way to do it as well. Just, I thought, I wish there was a star way that you can just like pin uh, something uh, to the top. I got an iPhone, not a, not a smartphone. Yeah, that's, that's, I can't yeah, help you guys,
1: sorry. Uh, the way I'd help you there is to tell you to get an Android But no. our tech man inside, a shout out to him He's an Apple loyalist If so that even makes sense It so, is, it is Okay, let's get in straight into it um, But before we do, I'd like to welcome all our listeners on 107.9 FM in Sydney We will be on 107.9 FM in Sydney for the next two weeks, inshallah For inshallah. the days of Dil Hijjah and Ayam al-Tashriq and Eid al-Adha uh, Which brings me to the next point We have entered... The blessed days of the Hijjah, now we're in the second night after Maghrib. Uh, quick reminder on what's so special about these days.
0: And Nabi wasallam generally he says uh, that there are no better days in that which good deeds are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa taala than these 10 days. Uh, we know that these are the best 10 days in the entire year Something that is beautifully that's, that's mentioned We were mentioning to the brothers just before this in class That uh, Shaykh Ibn Utaymin Rahimahullah He mentions a statement He says that if someone was to pray two raka'at Two units of prayer In Ramadan, in the day of Ramadan And someone was going to pray two raka'at in Dhul Hijjah In the days of Dhul Hijjah Which one will be better? And then so he says the general person will be like Ramadan would be better You know what I mean? Two raka'at in the day of Ramadan And then Sheikh bin was like This is unfortunately the case when people don't understand People don't have a good amount of knowledge The best day The best days of the year Is what? The 10 days of Dhul Hijjah So there are no days that you can do anything that's better than these days here The nights of Ramadan are better than the nights of Dhul Hijjah It's 100% But the days of Dhul Hijjah are better than the days of Ramadan So this is a time that we go completely in overdrive, and Subhanallah, it's so close to Ramadan, so it has two benefits. The one who came out of Ramadan and he was feeling feeling religiously supercharged, right? He felt that recharge after Ramadan. He felt that spirituality after Ramadan. Now he comes back and it's another, yeah, another, um, m- like a moment with with worship. You know what yeah. I mean? Another religious activity that that takes him into another he yani, they call it Mawasim al ta'at right i don't know how you translate that like the, seasons, the of worship. seasons of worship right seasons of worship like now this is another season where you can now grow and flourish and prosper in your religiosity you can come back to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100%. just after ramadan and the second thing is and i was thinking about this the other night is we just came out of ramadan and there's going to be so many people who had those you know those ramadan uh, um, I'm going to do those those uh, resolutions, Ramadan resolutions. I'm going to finish the entire Quran. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop that. And end Ramadan, they didn't do anything. right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them another opportunity. Come. This is the best 10. This is better than Ramadan. This is better than Ramadan. I'm giving you something that better than Ramadan. the days of Ramadan. It's here. It's for you. Now, it's like someone, you just failed. You know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, Think of it as I don't want to, like I'm not giving this example to the dean. I'm just saying that if someone said you can win a million dollars, right? It's in two of these bags, and you say that one, right? You pick one of the bags, and it's not in there. But then he says, "All right, pick again." It's just one other option. It's the other option, right? You can still get that what you wanted. It's right there. It's still attainable. It's still achievable. So you can still do a lot right now, um, and that's what's so beautiful about these days. But one thing that yeah, and he separates these days from the rest of the days. Is this is when you see the real Muslims, the sincere Muslim. This is when you see those who understand Islam.
1: Because not everyone is as much into it. As, no one, knows. half Madani of the time.
0: Like if if, if some if Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi is telling us that this is the best ten days of the year. Period. And. It's like a sunnah that's mahjura now. It's like some people just don't even know what we're in. They don't feel any spirituality. They don't feel anything. There's nothing that they... You couldn't tell the difference between this day and the next day, right? Like 10 days of the hijjah or the 20 days after. Like You don't know. There's no difference that you can see in this person. So now it's like, did you really understand what's supposed to be happening right now? Did you really understand what you were supposed to do? Mm -hmm. So I genuinely think that this is when the believers, the real believers, they come together. This is when you see that brotherhood of real faith. This is when you see that proper iman. This is when you see that the ones who really understand Islam. Because subhanallah, just think about this, right? The best day of the year is in these 10 days. What's the best day? يوم Nahr, Right? يوم Nahr, the day, the 10th day is the best day. It's even better than Yom Arafah.
1: Which is the day of عيد الأطحة. The, so the 9th is, uh, is Arafah, Right?
0: Sorry. The 9th, which comes on, it's going to be Tuesday, right? Next Tuesday. 9th yeah. is Tuesday. Okay, the ninth of Dhul-Hijjah, which is the day of Arafah, which we are supposed to fast, and it expiates the sins of two years. Okay, one day, fasting one day, two years of minor sins wiped away, clean, Allah. But then the day after is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he's saying it's the best day of the year. So many great acts of worship in one day. One day, Raza, SubhanAllah, Ajay. one day, SubhanAllah, and this is the other Eid for us. This is that, like, not important Eid. This is the one that we, no one gets any presents. You know what I mean? This one's no one gives idea. This is the Eid that no one, does. nothing happens in this Eid. Uh, you know what's
1: surprising? I don't know if, uh. if, you know, in the Lebanese, uh. they would call it Eid al-Kabir. They do say it, yeah. they do say it, but and they don't, they don't Ram- do anything Ramadan for Eid. Eid al-
0: but do they actually do it, like, generally speaking, in the community? You've got a good touch in the community. This Eid is not celebrated the same way.
1: Uh, yeah, after Ramadan, Eid al Fitr is more of a.
0: Eid al Fitr is when you feel Eid.
1: Because after 30 days of fasting, th- there's, yeah. there's
0: an anticipation, right? Of 30 days and then we get the big celebration, right? But this Eid is supposed to be bigger for all of us. We're supposed to be waiting 364 days for this one. It's the best day of the year. 364 days you should be waiting for this 365th because it's the best day of the year. So it's like, what if you. Like, if you don't even know what the best day of the year is, then. Like you go pray Eid, you go maybe do one or two rounds. You feel a bit depressed. You go eat at a restaurant. Mas Salam. You just go to bed. You haven't really understood. This is the best day of the year. W- what are you doing?
1: So we should increase in our worship.
0: Okay, so the days. the best worship in Nabi Sallahu Alayhi wa sallam says on that day is a nahr sacrifice slaughter. So this is a day that you should try to find a way to get some qurban done, right? Some actual qurban that you can actually get in your hands and eat from the meat because the Nabi sallallahu alaihi used to eat from his qurban. But if you can't get it, and we just explained this, if someone wants to go into the tafsir lesson that we just did, we go through a bit of these issues of what someone's supposed to do. But the best option is that you do your qurban in a, in Australia, in this country, in the country that you reside in, and you eat from that, and then you give, some of the scholars have said, a third, a third, a third. A third. You keep a third, you give a third in sadaqa, and you give a third in chari- in, in gifts. Right, So your friends and family They might be well off You can give them gifts But then you know someone who's struggling you Give it as a sadaqa, And then you keep a third Right, So there's a bunch of stuff that you can do But that is the best thing that you can do On behalf of yourself As the best worship that you can do on that day Right, The best thing that you can do And sacrifice subhanallah Is the sunnah of the anbiya Such as Muhammad sallallahu <laughs> alayhi wa Even <laughs> the other prophets right, Like Ibrahim alayhi <laughs> salam Historian We have other things that we can go into insha'Allah But just we need to re revive this Eid, wallah we really need to revive this Eid and the day of arafa as well we need to hit each other up of you know like this is what's happening we really need to go and above and beyond in this Eid and these these next 10 days because that's 10 days
1: no i'm so dear brothers and sisters uh, make the most of these 10 days but you know do a lot of takbir as you've been hearing the takbir on the radio uh, a lot of sadaka fasting reading the quran offering the qurban and all other good deeds that you can do. JazakAllah khairan, Sheikh, for that reminder. This is the book review podcast, episode number nine. Let's get straight into the book reviews. What are we starting with tonight?
0: All right. Um, There are some of the scholars, subhanAllah, for Dhul Hijjah. They were so keen to maximize their rewards. They have programs that they have written on how to finish the Quran in the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. Subhanallah. Yeah, beautiful. Subhanallah, how crazy is that? That someone is trying to, it's like, okay, if you want to finish it in Dhul Hijjah, you have to read from this to this, to this, to this, and then you'll finish the Quran in 10 days, right? So basically, it comes up to about being 14 pages after every, like usually if you did four pages in Ramadan after every salah, you'd finish up, right? So it no. becomes four times five, 20 pages, you'd have to times that by three, so it has to be six, about approximately 60 pages for you to finish the entire thing. Okay, it's yeah. like mental math, right? Um, so if you wanted to finish it per day, it's like do three, four gizet, um in ten, in 10 days. Three times 10, 30 gizet. If you can do four jizet, it's even better. If someone has the ability to read quick, especially brothers and sisters who know Arabic, if you know how to read Arabic, then you should try to push yourself. Try to go hard, right? So it brings me to this book here, which is called Journey Through the Qur'an by Sharif Hassan al-Banna. Now, journey through the Qur'an, I genuinely think this is the best summary of the Qur'an. I genuinely think so. Now, this is the old edition. The new edition is about, like, it's a bit, it's a bit smaller. It's like they've, they've made it, like, a bit condensed. I like the old edition more for one reason. Because this, what this does... Uh actually the new one now that I look at this. <laughs> it is a new one, yeah. <laughs> the the new one is actually a bit nicer because it's more spread out. So what they do is before the surah actually starts, it gives you a mind map of what the main themes that the surah is gonna cover. So it gives you an actual breakdown of the a brainstorm of the surah. The main themes that are going to be covered. Then it gives you a bit of background information behind the surah. Then it gives you the virtue of the surah if it's present. And then the themes again, selected verses after it. And then gharaib Mufradat from the actual book. Right From the Quran, from the chapter itself So it gives you a way to get selected verses So it picks out important verses that you should know And it picks out also some of the words that are integral for you to to understand the Quran Some of the words that are unique to the chapter sometimes Some of the words that are very important to understand And this is, again, I genuinely think one of the best summaries of the Quran And maybe one of the most beautiful summaries of the Quran Because the mind maps in this are really, really good Um, It's published in the UK um, and it is available um, in, in most bookstores, Darussalam, DS Bookstore. I've actually in. come
1: across that uh, in, in pre- and used it for some lessons, and ah. I would use it at the beginning of each lesson when taking a surah mm. to give an overview of the surah. It's, that's, it's that's the best. Quite, it's it's, it's easy. Quite there. The mm. only thing, I, from memory, mm. um, you can correct me if I'm mm. wrong, the only thing that I would suggest to make it better is the grading
0: of the hadith. That would be good. That would be good. They, you agree? They, yeah, definitely. Any time there's hadith involved my pet peeve is that people don't yeah. do the hard work I, I, can you just
1: double check I'm, no, it's, I'm, it's, I'm 99% sure yeah it's that's it's from I the remember yeah, a the reflection here.
0: from reading it um, virtue it's just a nasa'i it doesn't yeah, give any that's any, the only thing that, yeah. I, that I could
1: recall um, from I haven't used it in detailed use or a lot of use but have used it here and there no I
0: really like the, the brainstorm 100% it's it just having a visual image of what the surah is going to cover is really beautiful what the surah is going to cover. Like, just having it there. Like, I recently yani, advised one of the mashayikh to take a copy because he wanted to talk about one of the surahs in three lessons. Right? He wanted to take mm. one of the surahs in three lessons. And then he was like, what's, what's the best way to just look at it as an overview? I'm like, just take this book, go to the first page before the surah starts, look at the key themes and expand on it. Just use it like that. And then, so, you can literally use it as subheadings for sub, for literally classes. So, like... Um, if someone was teaching the Quran uh, and someone wanted to just go through like a summary of the Quran What I would do is that I would make the brainstorm literally like questions of what I want to focus on That does the student understand this concept, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about What's the main theme over here and then go back and try to fix that up Because I think if that if you have the ability to go through the main themes of the Quran Yes, you don't go through every verse, it's not a, a word by word Translation of the Quran, that's not what this is It's a summary of the Quran It gives you just a good overview A journey, literally that's what it, it's called A journey through the Quran And I think that's really really beautiful And it's really nice for someone who just wants to just Get acclimated to what's happening in the Quran Where it's not, because sometimes the translations Right, sometimes the topic goes on to the next page. But you're tired today and you just stop reading. The next time you come, you don't know what you're reading in the translation. You're just a bit lost. And you start the translation and you're a bit, eh, how's it going? But this one here, it, it's very succinct. It's nice. It's, it doesn't go on and on and on and on. Um, I'm not saying the Quran doesn't. It? I'm just saying that for you, you know when to stop when the subject matter is concluded so that you know when to move on to the next thing and when you can take a break. And I genuinely think that's a really good one for especially teenagers and especially just like the young age because the English is very, very good. The translations, like the actual English, the level of English is very, very understandable. And <coughs> and the new edition, the new edition, the brainstorm is really, really good. <coughs> before before we,
1: before we move on, for the brothers and sisters who would like to ask <laughs> questions, you have to access our... YouTube channel, al Bayan Radio Australia, and and we're we're streaming live there. And also Facebook, ASWJ Australia, and you can ask your questions there. Um, And we will provide links, bi the ta'ala, for the books mentioned in tonight's program. Moving on, Shaykh, what's next?
0: Now, this book is essential for any person who wants to study advanced Aqidah. This is not the first book that you read. This is not the second book that you read This is not the third book that you read This is not even probably the fourth book that you read This is a book for anyone who wants advanced level aqidah Who wants to go to the nitty gritty stuff Who wants to go to beyond the borders Who wants to go into the deeper end of aqidah And I genuinely think if someone was not acclimated Or wasn't well versed in aqidah This might confuse him There are certain aspects of this which might be too deep for a person and he's not ready to like he doesn't know the ins and outs yet. So it's not the book that you start off with. No. It's the book that you read to become really special. Right? This is a really wonderful book. And in Arabic it's seen as the best commentary in our eyes of the text of a Tahawi, right? Of aqidat Tahawiyyah. This is uh, we say is the best commentary on aqidat Tahawiyyah.
1: Now it's got a bit of a history behind it as well, how we before the book was Before in the, the, the book has been published. we that? get to it, bro. <laughs>
0: now, this is the commentary of Ibn Abil'iz, the commentary of Aqidah al tahawiyyah Now, this is the best commentary, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, of this book here. And the creed of Imam at Tahawi is something that is widespread and it needs an explanation. And that is why you see that Salafis will give it an explanation and Ash'aris will give it an explanation and everyone will try to explain it because there are things in there that are not as clear as they could have been or not as clear as people want it to be, right? So they can take things that aren't specific and try to take it and run with it in whichever way they want to. So that's why the Creed of the Tahawi is generally the text that usually everyone um takes on and it's literally one portion of it it's literally just one por- portion when it comes to the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's very essential to read a good commentary of the text of Al-Tahawi of Aqid tahawiyyah now this one here even in the Arabic language the text of Ibn Abil'iz Al-Hanafi who was a Hanafi scholar um, and he died in the year 792 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu he Yani, this is regarded, even in the Arabic language, as the best commentary of the text of Aqid al Now, something hilarious that I heard um, in, I think, Ramadan, was an ignorant person. He said that Ibn Abil'iz was unknown. So, mm. what they did, <laughs> that they must have learned from their sheikh, that Al-Qahtani, who wrote an was someone who might not have been as known as the other people, and some people they say that he was an unknown person. This is an allegation that is made. However, Ibn Abil is very well known and is well regarded by many of the scholars. Yes, there are people who have criticisms of his fiqhi positions and of his uh, because he left a lot of the positions of the Hanafi madhab. Uh, he wasn't, yani, a blind follower of the madhab, and he has a book on fiqh also that is, yani. Uh, based on dalil also, so some of the Ahnaf have rejected that he was a Hanafi, right? So was, there's actually some like controversy there. But that's nothing to do with the creedal aspect of it. There are obviously those who don't agree agree with his creed, or nor do they agree with our creed. But it's not really our problem when we say As- Qal Allah wa qala Rasul, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi As- wasallam says, and Allah subhanahu wa taala has said. So that's not our issue. But this is if someone wants to go into the deep nitty gritty stuff, this is actually um I, I believe a master's or PhD thesis from one of the saudi um universities um i just it's written in the sorry in the introduction of the acknowledgement so yeah jamat al imam the uh, al imam Islamic university and it was uh subhanallah it was under it was under the supervision of the university of uh, al imam jamat al imam now this is really really good The translation is at a university level. It's pretty good. There are obviously you might need a dictionary. Yeah, you need it. Yeah. So when we say that it's a university level, think of like imagine you were reading a medical textbook. You know what I mean? Like it is at a university level. It's it was translated a long, long time ago. Um, When were you looking for it? Do you remember the PDF? Yeah, I remember the PDF. That we got our hands on. We got our hands on it ages ago, but long time ago. That's what I'm saying. Like how long ago was that? But ten years plus. Oh no, it's more than that it's way more than that yeah it's more than that um so subhanallah he didn't give a date over here um but subhanal khaliq it's something that i genuinely think is one of the best um in english there's nothing that comes close it is really really good in medina we had to study this we studied this with one of the mashayikh as well um and it was like we had the bootleg copy we had it printed out um, well that's all we
1: had of, of, of this one yeah um, that's, that's in, in, it's in the
0: same thing no it was the same book the same commentary as well um, but we had to we got it um, as a printout and and,
1: um, and even the Arabic shah maybe in future we can do that it's been serviced so much yeah. it's been you know put into question and answers it's mm. been uh, reordered yeah, like yeah. they put it in yeah, different yeah, yeah. types of orders according <coughs> to the, 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 the sequence of the book um, but before we move on to another book there is a few other translations in English isn't there
0: of of uh, it, uh, aqidah,
1: one for the explanation of Sheikh Saleh Fawzan. That's Abdullah. a good one. That's quite good. It's brief. Very brief. Sheikh
0: Fawzan's commentaries, right? If anyone wants to go through, like there are two types of commentaries: a commentary that goes into the nitty gritty, and one volume becomes four volumes, right? Or one volume becomes three volumes, or one volume becomes even two volumes, right? And then there's a a, a type of commentary that. He might read a page and he might make one line on the entire page. Like This is very important. This is the importance of, as you can see in the hadiths. like for instance, as you can see in the aforementioned hadith, that this is a very important topic and this is something that a lot of people get wrong. So you have to understand the hadith. It's assuming that you've understood the hadith. That's the type, very generally speaking, not all the time, like for instance, his commentary of al-Dawah. His commentary of a da'wah with da'wah is like if someone wants to just make sure that he understands the overall picture of the book. You know what I mean? Sometimes a paragraph, two paragraphs, three paragraphs, four paragraphs, and he'll say one line about that which preceded, that which came before. So, it's not like Sheikh Abdul Razak, Al Badr, Hafidahullah, who goes after every paragraph, he'll give uh, a commentary. So, if you compare, you know, uh, uh, whose Tahawi would be like this Tahawi compared to. Sheikh Fawzan's Tahawi, it's there's it a massive difference. You know what I mean? A massive, massive difference. Or oh, Sheikh Uthaymeen's means al Tawhid compared to uh, Sheikh Fawzan's al Tawhid. The commentaries in in both you'll see a massive variance, a massive discrepancy on how they've approached the books generally. But Sheikh Fawzan gets a lot done. to Allah MashaAllah, Tabarak al rahman He gets a lot done. So he has like these programs where like daily they'll they'll read to him, they'll read to him, they'll read to him. Next book, they'll read to him, they'll read to him, they'll read to him. So it's like reading a book in the presence of a Shaykh and they've finished so many books now. They've recently published his works and it, it the last edition that I had was nine, but this new one I think is like 15 to 20 volumes of Sheikh Fozan's works that's just come up. So his ta'liqat, his... Commentaries on books are more just that. They're notes. They're like selected um, statements on things. They're not very nitty-gritty, heavy-duty commentary type. So Sheikh Fawzan's ones are very brief. His 40 hadith, for instance, is a very brief 40 hadith, right? Compared to um, Zarabozo, Hafidahullah, his commentary is like half of ibn Rajab's commentary of 40 hadith, which is like next level stuff, right? Like every line, let's break this down into like 70 pages. This one, three words. Let's just break it down as much as we can. So there's a very big like difference in the approach that they take. So Sheikh Fozan, short, sharp and sweet. That's how I like it. Just straight to the point, Absolutely. no fluff. Very no fluff.
1: Fantastic. Let's move on to our next, uh, I think the main book we're going to speak about today. Is that right?
0: That's the main one. That's let's the main it. one. So the next book is probably the ma- most famous Arabic book in the world allahu a'lam after the quran um something that is the most widespread in every corner of the globe right this book is um something that's just literally widespread in i don't think there's a masjid in the world that might not have this book it's very rare to even think of a a single home that might not be touched by this book right um so the book is Riyadhul salihin um, so Riyadh al salihin is a book by Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah Who died in the year 676 um, He died relatively young He was one of the most prolific Shafi'i scholars who lived He was a scholar who had barakah in his time He was a person that was just mubarak in his pen His pen just had yani, quite... It was just blessed. It just had a lot of time that he could do. He has volumes and volumes and volumes of works that's just unbelievable until today, whether it's in fiqh or in hadith. Like, for instance, he's يعني, he's got one of the um, يعني, the best commentary pretty much on Sahih Muslim, which is like Al-Minhaj, which is the Sharh of Sahih uh, Muslim, which is basically seen as this is the best book that you can get. You know what I mean? There's this no better commentary on this book. Um I'd say sheik al Ethiopia's book is also a very ex- wonderful forty forty five volume commentary on uh on Sahih Muslim. he and and like that recently he don't died he? recently a few years back in Mecca. Um he was his his commentary on Sahih Muslim is quite amazing. Um forty five volumes. Like he goes into the nitty gritty of the narrators, he goes into the nitty gritty of the fiqh of the and that's something that's brilliant. But the other of is probably the most common book after Hissn muslim fortress of the Muslim and probably you know, the Quran and maybe the, what, how everyone knows Bukhari you know what I mean like Riyadh the is something that's just everywhere um, I'm teaching the book actually um, on Wednesday nights I actually teach it it's all available on, on, on the YouTube um, on my YouTube page but um, we're going through hadith hadith one by one we're not just taking like sections of it so know, we already finished the
1: 40 hadith the other book for imam an allah we finished 40 hadith Should
0: of imam an that was probably like one of the best things that we've done that was a that was a time I won't forget it. It was probably one of the most rewarding experiences when you get to finish something that you put like a year and a bit in. It's all available online as well. Alhamdulillah. Corona little, went through it
1: as well. We went, we went through Corona. We, started we went record. through Corona. We went
0: through Corona. We went through it. Alhamdulillah. So we finished that in 63 lessons. And now we're going on to, I think we're on lesson 30 something Um, in Riyadh al Um, And it's more of a, a general lesson. It's a It's a very enjoyable type of experience so we get to go through it but this is yani uh, in hindsight this is only um a quarter i believe of the riyad as that i own
1: before you before you tell us how much you have yeah. um what does riyad as-saliheen mean and what's the overview of the book
0: so the gardens of the righteous riyad which is gardens and then salihin righteous um and basically it is a book it's riyad saliheen min kalam uh, Sayyid al-Mursalin so basically it's the gardens of the of the pious from the words of the best of creation Allah right so what it is is that it is a book on hadith of targhib and tarhib this is a type of uh subject in the arabic in the in the genre, arabic genre of islamic studies where it promotes you encourages you to do good and forbids you from, and warns you from doing evil. So the aim of this book is to open your heart and to solidify you with that which is good and to try to put in your heart, instill in your heart there also. It's not just... It's just good, 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 good Do whatever you want, run amok No, but there's also things that you need to understand That you need to fear And you need to understand the consequences And the Muharramah Things that are prohibited And things that are not allowed So it's like a very general book It's like you can read it in any masjid You can read it in any home You can read it in any place You can read it at any time It's something that's just unbelievable mashallah. Now, this is a book that it's Yes, it's a book in hadith but there's actually verses in it. So for instance the first chapter, I should have go for the third chapter because we're doing that right now. We're doing Babu Sabr. So what happens is that the Imam rahimahullah, will give you the chapter heading. Chapter of Patience. Right? Babu Sabr. Then what he'll do after that is that he'll give you some of the verses. Some of the verses. If there's a description so he goes through that what Sabr is, Sabr is that you enjoy you are patient upon the Worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that you stay away from the sins And that you are patient upon the calamities that strike So three aspects of sabr And he says this is the definition of sabr That you're coming back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And what not, what have you But then after he gives you the definition of what he's talking about Then he gives you the verses of the Qur'an So he gives you maybe five or six verses sometimes Sometimes one verse, sometimes three verses And he'll continuously go And he'll give you some of the verses from the Qur'an Relating and pertaining to the topic at hand And then after that he'll bring you a selection of hadith Generally speaking, if we needed to put a, a a a numerical figure, it's like over 98% are all authentic. Over 98% are all authentic. And Allah subhanahu wa Taala knows best. This is, I'm just trying to get the message across that there are some ahadith that are da'if. But doesn't mean that the entire book is da'if. Now, something that is uh, brilliant is that he references also the ahadith where it is. So if it's Muttafaq if it's from Bukhari and Muslim, which is the strongest type of hadith that you can find. He makes mention of that there. If it's from Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, Nasai, it's all mentioned where it is. So, this is one of the most important books to go through after 40 hadith. That's why I started teaching it straight after. It might have been a silly uh, decision on my behalf. I shouldn't have taken something so, so massive. And How so many hadith in there roughly? A thousand nine hundred uh, plus. Almost two thousand? Uh, almost two thousand, off the top of my head. Um, over a thousand nine hundred, let me just get to the exact number.
1: Without the commentaries, they mainly put them in one book, is that right?
0: Without the commentaries, yeah, it's just one book in the Arabic. Like this is one volume, whole commentary, one, one volume. Sorry. Huh? One yeah, one volume, a thousand eight hundred and eighty ninety six. One eight nine six. On, according to this numbering, the numbering is changed from, from book to book.
1: How many commentaries of the or how many are we going to speak about first? Which, which actual text or edition you, you prefer? Yeah, which um,
0: one? In Arabic, I prefer. It's a it's a very hard question. Okay, you're putting a lot of pressure on me. I want you to understand that. There's a mean, lot of. Well, you're
1: probably going to tell me off when, when I tell you what I have in Arabic, anyway. Yeah, yeah no, we're not going to nah. do
0: that. It's just a lot of anxiety you already wrote me, bro. I don't even want to. I'll think. tell you
1: what I, the, the one volume one I have, anyway.
0: Okay, so in one volume, Arabic only text, no no commentary whatsoever. I would say the edition of either Mahir al Fahl, or the edition of maybe Tariq Awadullah or the edition of darb or the edition the one that i use i found to be pretty good i don't like saying it but the dar minhaj jedda which is this like a another uh, publisher I have four
1: options. That's pretty
0: good, do Um I think those four, so one is published by Dar Ibn Kathir, one is published by Dar Miljozi, another one's published by Dar Miljozi, and another one's one pretty published by Dar Ibn Hajj.
1: I need to step up my game. I've got the Dar Salam edition. I told you you're going
0: to get the Al Maarif one is better because it's got the gradings according to Sheikh Albani yes. So that's good, but yeah, it's You know what I mean? It's, leave it there. Yeah. Um so red cover one. Yeah, the red cover <laughs> so one. It's Oh, tough. Yeah. Tough. To, I'm coming to visit you soon <laughs> <for books, laughs> um but because yeah i I generally think that now because you can get the commentary in one volume and it's pretty good, like this one here by Darm josi al jawzi um this this commentary here specifically, i think this is one of like, this is brilliant are issues none not not no, not there like it's a it's a good um commentary. Um, and if there's any aqidah issues, he makes note of it. Like he says that this is a sifa of Allah, it's characteristic of Allah. It's like very, very good. Whereas some of the other ones I found that are published in Lebanon, you find sometimes that there are some aqidah issues that they deny the characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what have you. But this is a very wonderful thing. So it's like just hadith, three, four notes, points, like dot points, right? Very important, very important, very important. Ma'sala. Very important. like just really just quick so you can finish like a chapter a day if you wanted to just get through it quickly um, so this is a wonderful edition if you want something with someone wants a commentary so it's a Riyadh Saliheen with the Al-Bargash uh, commentary um, and this is published by Dar al-Jawzi it's currently out of stock unfortunately in Sydney um, but يعني, we should be getting some in probably in 2-3 months sure. um, but that's probably in the one volume that's in my opinion I think that's the best commentary in there in the, in the Arabic language. But there is also one big problem in all of these commentaries. And I'll tell you that at the end. Hmm. All of these problems, they all have this issue. Okay. Um, but we're going to go through that. I want you to remind me that. Okay. The the best commentary that I think in the multiple volumes, the best commentary um, that I have seen is probably Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, his commentary of it. Now, this one here is the old edition uh, published by Madar al-Watan. But there is a new edition. That's
1: and we got the pink Egyptian edition. No, bro,
0: stop, it, stop it, stop it, <laughs> stop it, bro. Stop it. It's You don't tell people your bad news, bro. Like, oh my you God, know, you know, that chef, one there, like, no.
1: That one there was, Um, how can we say, back in the day. Back and in the day. And, you know what's funny about it? I struggled through it because I read from it quite a bit. And uh, it's actually, you can... You know, it's not even like you see the both sides. Oh, you know, what it, uh, I can't even describe it.
0: Oh, that hurt me, man. Why yeah. would you do that to me, Sheikh? Yeah, Ouch. It's going to
1: give you nightmares.
0: I think. But I, I have
1: upgraded. I did get the Sharh Riyad al salihin for Ibn Athameen, the Dar mm-hmm. al Watan. Is it Dar al Watan? No, no. So there's a new
0: There's a new edition. This is the old edition, right? This is the one new, I have, I think. Yeah. This is the one you have. I have a new edition that it, it, we have a new edition that's published by the muassasa of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin. His actual printing house. No. So they've this was previously in like five volumes or maybe six, five volumes, I'm pretty sure. But now that it's printed in four volumes. It's a good size um, and it's a good quality as well. It's a very good print. And it's the official print of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin's muassasa, And that is something that's available currently at Darussalam. Uh, you can get that at dsbooks.com.au. The next commentary that's also voluminous, but it has a very good Inaya in Tawheed, a very good focus on the Tawheed lessons that we learn in Riyadh al Salihin. It's a beautiful uh commentary. It's yeah, when you think about it, he was uh, he had he had a, the the author of this book, my father told me that he had a love for this book uh, and that when he would finish this book teaching it in his masjid, he would start it again. That's what All I, right. that's what I heard. That he would teach this book after he would finish. Yalla Bismillah, start it again, All teach I it, God. start it again, teach it, start it again. It's quite rare today. It's very rare. And imagine you were the mufti of the country at the same time. Allahu akbar. Allah. akbar kabira. And imagine you were blind. Allah akbar kabira. Uh, fa- this is the commentary. Of Sheikh bin Baz, alayhi, wa may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise his ranks, Ya Rabbi, and forgive his sins. Now, this is a special edition that I got given for free uh, by the Princess Anud or something foundation. Yeah, the Princess Anud Foundation. Prince or princess? Princess. That's so the first time I hear that. No, no, this lady, right, her foundation has done so much khidmat oh, to right. Islamic works, unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, they used to give out the mausu'ah of sheik As-Saadi for free It's like 20
1: volumes 20, plus volumes. 20 volumes and All they used to give it for
0: free you just be a student of knowledge Saudi Saudi, Saudi. Saudi. Saudi in Riyadh um, so this is from the uh, Al-Anood Foundation Mu'assassah Al-Ameera al al so this one I actually I just rocked up I just literally showed them that I was a student of the Islamic University of Medina and they're like, Tadal. yeah, a, four what a, volumes. What a beautiful day. Four vo- bro, be the and look, at the, look at this, bro. <laughs> MashaAllah, Tabarak Ar-Rahman. Now, when I got this, this was the first time it was published. It was never published before that. They actually did it with Sheikh Bin Baz's Mu'assasa as well, which is also in Riyadh, very close by to the, sh- the house of Sheikh Al-Rahman Friwai. Now, um, that book has, now, that was the first time that it was published and you couldn't buy it. It was just like, You had to get it to get it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, Then they published it recently... Uh, I think it's National Mutamayiz. They published it in four volumes and you can find the copy at that. It's available now. It's just like maybe two years ago we started getting it. But I got this a long time ago. So it's actually, this is one of my favorite copies of this book. And Shaykh, يعne, one story about Shaykh bin Baz, right. um, there's Plenty so many stories. stories. Yeah. Wallah, يعne, there's so much that he did for يعne, the students of knowledge and how he would treat the Mashayikh. And my dad has some stories with, with Shaykh bin Baz. Um, but one of the stories... That was, there was how, يعني, because of Hajj, right? The Hajjah yeah. How when Sheikh Ibn Baz, Rahmatullah alayhi, Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin and Sheikh Albani, Rahmatullah alayhi, They all went to Hajj They all were in Hajj And they were all in one tent And they had one sitting And so you have the three giants The three giants of knowledge at that time Right? Mujaddidin, these people are just These are the creme de la creme The best that we've got the best that we had, Rahmatullah Um So we had these scholars, all of them on one table. And so Shaykh bin Baz, Rahmatullah was there and he was officiating almost. And then on to, I believe his left was Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin and his right was Sheikh uh, Ibn Uthaymin. Sheikh Albani and then Sheikh Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin. And so they would have a question and answer session. So if the question was about fiqh, he would give that question to Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah, on that side. And if the question was, about Hadith, he would give the question to Sheikh Albani, rahmatullah and if the question was in Aqeedah, he would answer it himself. <laughs> when you hear those stories, man, unbelievable. Now, good news is that this has been translated in English, six Completely. volumes. Completely? Completely. That's what I heard. Darussalam. Darussalam, right? I've looked at the translation, the translation of the Haditha, but the translation of the actual text is good. I don't know how that works. Right? They said they use the old translation of the text and they just added to it. Because the old Riyadh Riyadh al salihin has two commentaries on it. One's a two volume one by Salahuddin maqbul Uh Hafez Salahuddin Yusuf, sorry. Hafiz Salahuddin Yusuf. Um and he just passed away during COVID time in Pakistan. That's the, in
1: the two volume two volume commentary? one that everyone sees, right? Darus yeah.
0: Salam edition. So that's the two volume one. I, that's that's got Indian scholars, right? A Pakistani scholar. Pakistan, Pakistani scholar. Rahimahullah. He he, the Urdu edition is amazing right? Al It's hadith. good um, The the Urdu edition is really good But the English translation is incomplete From the commentary side And it's incomplete In some of the ahadith It's incomplete as well It needs a massive redo It needs a massive redo um, I'm I'm actually translating it as I go now Because I'm done Like I, But there's one ahadith Was like four pages long So I didn't do that one I won't lie But uh we, I'm Shall actually, we get to it Inshallah I, I'm going to go back And I'm going to revise the translation So I am translating it as I go um, but that 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 English one that's there, some of the words of يعني, Imam and is missing, just it's, it's it got a l- few issues. Now um the translation of the six volume edition is actually not that bad. It's not that bad, I won't lie. It's quite recent. It is quite recent. It's maybe about three, four years off the top of my head, about three, four years, Allahu alam. Now there are other يعني, translation there are other commentaries of it that are that are quite famous, but I wanna mention these ones here specifically. But now what is the shortcoming of all of these commentaries? I've gone through what are they? I've it's gone through a lot of these commentaries for my class, right? So I like Yeah and you know me, right? I kind of a bit chill about it. Right. We have to go through like just the fact that I haven't I, I might have I think I have over twelve Riyadh al-Sanains at this point. It's a problem. So that's that's and commentary? I mean No, uh, just Arabic ones.
1: Arabic Just Arabic ones. Just <laughs> commentaries or editions? Some
0: of them are just a text. I've got so like the four that I mentioned, the Tariq al one or the Mahr al-Fahal one and then we have the Dar Makkah has one and then we got the Dar Minhaj one and then we got the Maktabat al-Ma'arif one. Like I've got, that's like a six mm. in my hand right now. That's without the commentaries. So I do that just to make sure that the Nas, who's got the best one, Dar Minhaj is usually pretty good. Right? Dar Minhaj.
1: So what are the shortcomings that, that In the have? commentaries,
0: whenever someone has explained this, they haven't, well okay, from what I've seen. Whenever someone who is, has explained this, they don't necessarily explain it in the lens of the Muhadithin. So there are some hadith things in there that yeah, you can look at the hadith, I'm not saying it's incorrect. From the science uh, from, of
1: hadith point of view. From the science
0: of hadith point of view. So what I do now is that if the hadith is in Bukhari, I go to Ibn Hajar. I go to Fatul al Bari and I find gems in there that no one no one of these have mentioned. Like when like the the idea is is that when there's a hadith, you go back to the best place to get a commentary, right? So it's very general commentaries and or sometimes fiqh commentaries of it. But the actual like for instance the one of the hadith in here regarding when Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam was called by his daughter. Uh, to come to the moment from the apparent nature of the hadith, death of his granddaughter. Okay, uh, but in the in the wording of the hadith that's used, it's uh, grandson. Referring to Zainab yet? Uh off, off the off the top of my head, off the top yeah. of my head, right now, I'm just with the daughters of Prophet Sallallahu I'm, I'm really bad. No, I might have been Ruqiyah. Just, just one sec.
1: I got names of the I don't think it was Rukaya because Rukaya was yeah Rukaya maybe I think it was Zainab Because Ruqa'ya and Umkul Thum were married to Uthman
0: Yeah, I need to I need to go back to which, which of the daughter no, that's all right. Okay. Now the the lahir the of it was child. Okay, that it was he was called to the child, but he's usually translated to son. So they took the commentary that it was the son, grandson of the Prophet, Sallallahu not Hassan and Hussein, someone else. And that it was a point of death. And he was called to come to the moments before death. I went back to Fathulbari, bari And I found out that it wasn't a son, it was a granddaughter.
1: It must be Zainab.
0: And not just that, that it w- the child didn't even die. It looks like the Zahir mm-hmm. of the hadith that it's the child died. But when you go back to it, Ibn Hajr, says that when you look at it, this child didn't die. This child went on to actually go and marry Ali radiallahu anhu. Actually, like that's actually the story. That he actually went on after the death of Zainab. So it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Zainab. But so what happened was that no one made mention of that. No one made mention that this child that when Abi was brought to didn't die. It was some it was yeah, and when I read that I was like, Okay, now I really gotta go back to the hadith books, to the commentaries of the hadith books. I can't just take these general uh, commentary so like yeah, how, you gotta go back how and this tell book tell us the full story so we can benefit I, I, I've actually given this full story it's on one of the lessons but it was like a few weeks ago a long time actually before Ramadan even now this book you have to understand the commentary that's done is a masjid setting Sheikh comes in with the book right someone reads to the Sheikh and the Sheikh gives a, a general lesson to everyone who's there Right? Very general. Very general. Like you can read it, you can see it. There's saltiyat There's actually sound bites of it online. You can hear it.
1: Well, that's what assisted me learning Arabic back in the day. Or getting better at Arabic was reading through the commentary of Sharh Riyad for Shayb al his book with the audio. Yeah, like and I've even this one here well. is a
0: very general commentary. I like. I think that if they had gone and took put pen and paper together, and like wanted to produce a book. Then they would have gone back to the shuruhat of the Hadith and they would have come out with gems and they would have come out with of that type of thing. But it was a general it's a general commentary. It's not like specifics. Do you get what I'm saying? Like no. there's the 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 beauty of some of the hadith things that sometimes I find in the books of hadith I don't get it in some of these ones because this is just general reads. So if someone wants to go into the nitty-gritty, I always suggest if the hadith is in Bukhari, go back to Ibn Hajar. If the hadith is in Muslim, go back to Imam Muslim. If the hadith is in Tirmidhi, go to Tuhfat al-Ahwadi. If the hadith is in Abu Dawood, go to Awn uh, al Ma'Bud. If the hadith, just get, find the way, do it properly. And uh, unfortunately, it's not done in Arabic, but we're going through Arabic lessons today, so it's
1: fine.
0: Excellent. barakallah. Anything else? Any questions?
1: Barakallah khairan. Uh, we haven't really had much questions today that's due to we've turned off comments on most of our streams for some reason so we'll get back to it next time inshallah um, I think yeah, we do have a few questions here let me get to them okay uh, firstly uh, I think you mentioned there that when you were talking about a tahawi that the Salafis view that we comment on the uh, tahawi in one way our brother's asking who are the Salafis or who are the Salafis so qu- to quote him Who are Salafi Or well, who are the Salafis Probably The Salafis Are do you, those What you mean Regarding when,
0: when we When we quote And we say the Salafis We say that the Salafis are those who adhere to the Qur'an and the Sunnah in accordance to the understanding of the Sahaba and the pious predecessors. Those who studied from the Sahaba and took from no. them and those who took from them from the Atba' and those who followed in their way. So anyone who followed the Qur'an and the Sunnah and says that the Qur'an and the Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the statements of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the statements of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi are before anyone else. That we do not we don't look at anything other than what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? What does Annabi sallallahu say? And how was this understood by the companions? Because they understood this religion better than anyone else, because an Nabi sallallahu he says, قرني, the best of generations is my generation. يلونهم, يلونهم, then those who follow them, then those who follow in them. the Tabi'in and then the أتبع. So those who follow in this way of following the Quran and the Sunnah, in this understanding. We would call them As-Salafiyya. We would call them those who adhere to As-Salafiyya. And there are different names that have been given to these people. They have been called Ahlul Athar, the people of the tradition. They have been called Ahlul Hadith, the people of Hadith. They have been called uh, Muhammadiyya, some people have called them, right, back in the days. They have been called various names, Ahlul Athar. uh, And just Ahlul Naqal, sometimes the people of the tradition. Uh, and other names that were given to them It doesn't really matter whether you call yourself Salafi or not It matters about whether you have the creed or not So the creed or aspect of it is Following the Quran and the Sunnah In accordance to the method And the methodology of our pious predecessors Allah. The Salaf al-Salehi
1: For that beautiful answer uh, Another question How should I read Riyadh al Should oh. I read it every day? Should I read a few minutes? Because we know some Masajid yeah.
0: They just read from it Every day yeah. It depends what do you want from it? You know what I mean? So I would say if you want to finish the book and move on to your next book, like if it's like a project that like, for instance, I have to read 40 hadith, then Riyadh al al-Sāliḥīn, and then I want to get to uh, Sahih Muslim because I tell people to read Sahih Muslim before Bukhari. Um, And then I want to get to Sahih Muslim. Then I would say then every day, every night, sit aside an hour and go read it. Like how you would read another book. But if you want to put your children in an environment with deen, and you want to discuss a book together? You want to spend some time uh, reading Kalamun Nabi sallallahu wa sallam. How Allah subhanahu wa taala says about sincerity? What Nabi sallallahu says about sincerity? What does? يعني, um What is the way that you be patient? What are the different things that you you understand? How are you supposed to understand this? These basic concepts. If you want that, then I'd say every night after Maghrib, in between Maghrib and Isha, sit your family down, have one or two ahadith and discuss the ahadith amongst yourselves. If you can get the commentary of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, I'd say the parents read up on the commentary so that if you get any questions you don't get caught out and then you have to do a Google Google search like what the hell was going on. You know what I mean? So just make sure you're prepared for the questions. So I would say If the parents can go through the commentary and then expose their children to all of these concepts in a safe environment, it's beautiful and this is something that you can do in your homes and you can revive the sunnah in the homes and then your house is not a graveyard of knowledge because it's very sad that we can expose our children to all of these types of things where it's just filth after filth after filth and then when it comes to Kalam al-Nabi we say, no, 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 that's for the scholars. That's for the scholars. That's for the elite. You have to be a sheikh to read that. So relax bro. You guys are listening to all of these things that are complete garbage. It's better to listen to something. Even if it's above your level or above your pay grade. Let's just say hypothetically speaking. But it's not. But I'm just saying if it was. At the end of the day it's Karamun Nabi Sallallahu <laughs> Alaihi Wasallam. It's the word of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So yes. Go in it. Do it. Indulge in it. You know. It's the, it's the wordings of the Prophet Sallallahu You can't really go wrong.
1: Um, another question. The sister wants to know what's the name of the blue book again.
0: The blue book, uh, Journey, the journey through, through, the through the Qur'an. Quran. Yeah. The exact through, name of it. The Journey Through the Qur'an, literally. <laughs> journey Through the Qur'an um, by Sharif Hassan al-Banna. Um, very, very good book as the summary of the Qur'an. Uh,
1: Questioner here, I think it's a sister. What would you advise your younger self? I don't know. I've got that question before. We're not looking back, but wow. maybe learn from our mistakes. Is that what she means? Because, you know where do you
0: start <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> the biggest regret that I live I have I have a few regrets yeah, I'm not going to publicize them but if, you, if someone wants to put a microscope under under us then we in front yeah, of Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we just hope for his mercy and his, his his rahman to cover us I think I
1: think they mean the question not like to to do like this is your life but I think maybe in, in seeking knowledge 100% probably.
0: that's I, bro wasting time is a sin yeah Wasting time
1: is a sin. So that's one thing that every student of knowledge I've spoken to. And these are guys who've put effort in. So imagine people who've put no effort.
0: Bro, like sometimes I sit there and I just get so upset. Like, bro, I could have, if I had put my head down as a kid and if I had gone through the Quran properly, if I had, bro, I memorized Juz Amma seven times. Like what type of a retard do you have to be to be like no, <laughs> seven no, times, that. bro? Like, you can't I mean, use that word. Oh, sorry. What type of a like a I don't know. Don't
1: be overcritical because this this is no. How, how but like, say? let's
0: just be honest, bro. Like, my heart wasn't in it. I wish my heart was in it. I keep I whenever I see someone young, I just be like, focus on the Quran because if you have the Quran, it saves you so much. This is the most important thing. Like, I just wish that I spent my early years. I wish I was like. Just antisocial and just I just stuck with the Quran. I think, I think
1: it's a balance. I don't. I, don't I know. I, I'm looking
0: down. Like I look down and I see myself and I think like, Yawm Al Qiyamah, What am I gonna be wanting? Like I, I wish I would. As I was rather uh, a wacky uh, yeah. like, a bit of a, a, a like a, a
1: you know. And I think I think you're someone who would be more critical of yourself because in the environment you grew up in if if i'm if that sounds yeah, correct
0: it's not in, really in my dad look i I, the, I just i wouldn't fault his parenting in no, any way no 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 way his
1: parenting no 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 no, no, but, no but why? I, quite the opposite like cuz I, I i i was around him when you were young uh, just so you know ah uh, you do know uh, anyway i remember you going to school anyway <laughs> i don't, I, don't, I'm, I feel old i feel this is bad <laughs> i think we should stop here uh, i feel old. i remember you when you used to go to primary school uh, anyway up the road, what 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 i say is is that Sometimes, if you grow up in that environment where you have access to it, you more... When you when you grow older, and you say, you know what? I man, look what I had. I had, all, I had all this. I had all that. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you can be overcritical. Like, but, you know, as Muslims as well, we should not look back too much. Make it stifar. Learn from our lessons. Teach others like, from our lessons. And this is why it's probably a good question from this angle only. Not 100%, not 100%, but like... W- wasting time, I think, is, is, is gold for everyone. And... Not putting enough effort with the Quran, and this is what mušeğ and alimat have said. Not us. Who are we? Like some of the alimat and mušeğ have said and wished we spent more time with the Quran. Uh, another
0: regret that I have, that I genuinely I still have on a daily, is that I didn't maximize my time with my dad. You know I mean? yeah.
1: with all our parents, I think, especially. No, know, like if, from my a my, point d- of view. my
0: dad. I've never, you know, when I call my dad. I call him Sheikh. I don't call him Dad. Very rarely I call him Baba. Very rarely I call him Abi. Very, I don't. All your brothers have that habit. Like I saved my dad's name on my phone as Sheikh. Like it's literally that's what I call my dad. My before he's my dad is my Sheikh. He's hey, the like he's my first go to whenever every day if I have a problem in a masala in fiqh, in reading in anything I'll call my dad up. I'll be like Sheikh, like uh, what's this mess? And I'll be like, send me a picture. I'll read it, and then, like, he'll he'll always t- like stop whatever he's doing to help me. I had a scholar in my home, and I squandered that opportunity my entire life. It right? can't be a bigger screw up than that. Like, wallah. I went to Medina, but I swear, if I had, if I had done the hard yards with my dad, like, if I had. But the thing is, it's just like my heart was. In, wasn't there and so now i look and like i wish i didn't have to teach a single person it's out of the reason why i teach generally speaking is because i understand one concept that if i don't do it someone else will and usually that's a dud usually nine times out of ten let's be honest like we live in a place that's very scarce of knowledge Like, the places where I've chosen to teach, the reason why I chose to teach there was either there was nothing available for free. Like, for instance, Auburn. I only started to teach in Auburn because Sheikh Khalid Muhammad had gone overseas. And then they'd ask me, can you come? And I was like, all right, what do you guys have? He's like, we don't have a darsaryah. I'm like, oh my God. So it's out of like... In English. In English. in Sheikh Khalid in that, they've been running, like, mashallah, Sheikh Khalid Hmm. Isa, Hafizallah Tabarak Wa Ta'ala, he's been doing... A long time, longer than we've been alive You know what I mean? But I'm saying in English for the general general public It was out of necessity and need Where I felt like it was a responsibility on me that I did it But wallahi, if, if someone took my spot I would gladly give that up And I'd be like, I want to study with my dad like, I wish Because they're, they're only getting older And it's like, I'm not getting any younger So time is of the essence now as well I wish I didn't have I'm teaching nine lessons a week now I genuinely don't like that I wish I didn't have to teach a single person. I wish I could just go and study.
1: So okay, as well, as well, like as you know, the famous saying that 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 the zakat of knowledge is to give it.
0: Yeah, but I gen- I genuinely know. think that the amount of knowledge that I have isn't enough to give zakat on.
1: But Depending on where you live, that will change, won't it? Now you just mentioned before that sometimes um, we've had this discussion here many a hundred times. Hundred percent. Sometimes you know, as well, we give we we give uh, and we teach because of the virtues of of teaching and because of the the station and 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 status of those who call and also it's one of the greatest uh how can we say investments when you pass away that if someone benefits from your lessons on the 40 hadith on the riyadh salihin on tafsir from these programs your advice you give them teaching arabic teaching quran then this will continuously keep going because as we know when someone dies all his deeds 100%. to one and then, except for three, and one of them is beneficial knowledge, which was benefited from yeah, so th- this is this is from the reasons we teach but uh I just wanna you know you know because one of the sisters said, "Don't beat yourself up uh up, it's not good, no doubt someone looking back and and feeling sorry for himself and doing nothing about it, no doubt we're hundred uh, percent we agree with that. but uh sometimes it's it's good if you don't to acknowledge- teach others from the mistakes that we may made, uh, we have made. And from the biggest mistakes that we always tell the brothers and sisters, especially those who are in a good environment, mm-hmm. who didn't make Tawbah at 30 years old, you know, like who are in a good environment now, growing up in it, mean, there's nothing wrong if you made Tawbah at 30 years old, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying if someone is growing up in a, in an environment of knowledge, make sure you prioritize the Quran, the seeking of, 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 of uh, the Arabic language, and sitting with the seniors, with your elders. You know, you were blessed to have your father as a sheikh and a teacher. Others, your masjid, make sure you do that. This is one of the greatest things that you need uh, growing up in Dawah. Before we finish, one more question. If someone wants to specialize in the science of hadith and Quran, which one should they prioritize?
0: Um, I would would say the one that's more beneficial and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best would be the science of hadith. The science of Quran is very essential. It's very integral to our, our faith. But when someone understands what sahih and what in this religion, then this entire religion opens up. Because when you study the science of hadith, you, you're dealing with the hadith of fiqh, the hadith of aqeedah, the hadith of akhlaq, the hadith of just every subject, tarikh, whatever it is. So you're dealing with, when you specialize in a field where you know what sahih and what the entire religion opens up for you. And then you can go into even hadith of tafsir. So, literally, when you study one science, but when you're in Qira'at, and, and I don't like to say this publicly, but sometimes you have to, is unfortunately the Qira'at have become somewhat like a gimmick that I will now read in Hafs, and I will now read in Warsh, and I will now read in like, and then it's like he's just, it's like a party trick, right? I'm going to read in these different voices, I'm going to read in these different types, I'm going to do this. What that actually is supposed to do, that science is supposed to be like, is, I'm not knocking any of our mashayikh who have done that, right? I'm saying why our mashayikh study it though, if you look at their private lives, inshallah, is that they go through the different tafsir implications of each riwayah. What does this riwayah change in the meaning, and how is that understood? And what is the difference in meaning now? And that is the deeper understanding. It's creme de la creme of this ummah, right? This, this is a higher level stuff, right? That this no. is in this Lugha it's the the ayah of this 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 whole thing changes. That the whole meaning is like it's now directed to one thing instead of the other thing. Is this? The, if it was like this, then it's in this logha, it's just another thing. It's a, it's a whole different thing. So, if you want to be at the forefront of tafsir, then you go into qira'at, right? You go into the various narrations. But if someone was, for instance, going to Saudi and going to Medina University and then saying, Should I go to Qulit al Qur'an or Qulit al Hadith? Without a shadow of doubt, go to Qulit Hadith. I don't care It's not even a question I know one of the graduates Who graduated from Kulit al-Qur'an Was like if I could go go back I'd go to Kulit al-Hadith I wouldn't do Kulit quran Because like At the end of the day Your modern da'wah And the modern studies That you do It's all around hadith Whether you like it or not It's all around hadith And the people Who are bankrupt And like just They have no skill Are the people Who don't know How to differentiate Whether something is Sahih and da'if And they're just Reliant upon someone else They don't know How to even How to even use Those words of when someone says, so-and-so said this is hadith, this is da'if or sahih. They don't know how to approach it at all. There's no clue. You're just like, you're always going to be capped. You're always going to be at a limit. So that's generally what I what I would say, that the faculty of hadith, the study of the science of hadith, is integral, but to study it in this country is practically impossible.
1: Allah <laughs> uh, yeah, Final I comment. I wish I was an Arabic-speaking sister. This sister... Um, before the Sheikh answers, uh, don't wish, take the initiative. Take the initiative, Wallah. take the path to learn Arabic and inshallah, you'll be good at Arabic. Said, Put like a go and start. Don't ever delay.
0: My dad, subhanAllah, growing up I went to an Arab school, right? Risala college and I, I, like I was studying Arabic in a way where they were teaching me Arabic, but my dad made it a point where if some Arab Mashayek would come, Sheikh Abu Ayman would come or someone over and they'd be like "MashaAllah, he's studying islamic school studying arabic I- I- at school and then my dad would like just ask him what's the difference between the roof and the walls What's was saqf and what's was jidar and he wouldn't know it that was a running joke for 13 years after 13 years i still never got it what was jidar and what was saqf i i'm not an arab right uh, I, i'm indian it's like literally like Sweet the odds jidar, are the Hayat. <laughs> <laughs> no my dad would be like ask him what saqf ask him what's jidar i know that now you know <laughs> why we
1: know we never forget that word because they guy's had a little It's like a war. <laughs> it's got
0: So Sickman like
1: would know. <laughs> That's how we remember Arabic language for insults.
0: Allah <laughs> no but like no, it's if if I genuinely tell my I teach Arabic now. I teach I'm I teach uh, a bunch of students Arabic on Saturdays. And I do it through a program that's based around the Qur'an. I don't really like to go through the Medina Arabic books or the Arabiya Banyadayk. I like to do things in a very natural and organic way. But I use the Qur'an as the backdrop. So we've gone through about 13 weeks so far. Alhamdulillah, the students have over 600 words that they've got in their vocabulary. And I think that basically we go through how to break down a verb and stuff like that and how to go through the different variations of the damar of the pronouns and whatnot. So in 13 weeks, I've seen such a change. 13 weeks of one day a week, one day a week, and one hour a week. I've seen such a change in my students, it's unbelievable. Like, I gave them a homework of just breaking down an ayah last week, and I was so shocked that they all managed to be like, Yeah, it was, it was all right. It was pretty easy. Yeah, it's good. Like, to go and break down I th- Arabic, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose it to be this language for a reason that anyone can learn it. Anyone can learn it. You just have to put the hard yards in. It's hard, it's difficult, it's not easy. But it's possible It's not impossible It's definitely possible And I genuinely think that you can do it But it just needs dedication and time Dedication and time That's all it is Dedication and time Whatever whatever you put your mind to it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens it for it And open, ask Allah to open your heart Ask Allah to open your mind If someone is like I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried One, you might not be studying properly That's the first thing You're not, You might not be getting a good teacher That's the second thing Or two, there's a block Maybe through sin So try to remove that block. That's the three reasons that you usually stuff up. Um, So that would be my thing. So come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seek Tawbah, and do a proper study of what's the best way to study Arabic for you. Everyone has a different method, different means. But I generally think that using the Quran is a wonderful method. Um, But... Go through whatever works for you. But yeah, it's it does not have to be a wish. It can definitely be a very attainable goal, inshallah.
1: And, and uh, the sister commented again, I'm learning Arabic now. That is good. Excellent. Stick to it. And uh, and ma'allah ease your affair. Amin and al- make al- you from those you who awesome. are proficient Amin in al- the al- Arabic, al- Arabic al- language. I'd like to thank the Sheikh for being with us. <laughs> we can speak all uh, night, as you know. Uh, we can I love out a few books from the drawers over here. <laughs> and we can continue speaking all night. Or we can get, you know. But, you know, sadly, we've got to end it. All good things it's come to Um The Sheikh's been here for the last few hours after his lesson upstairs in Masjid al-Azhar. Been here for seven, and, seven, uh, subhanAllah. inshallah, we'll wrap it up and we'd like to remind all our listeners that yes, we are on the 2nd of the Hijjah. Yes. Eid al-Adha will be next Wednesday and the day of Arafah will be Tuesday, the day before it. So uh, that's good news for all our brothers and sisters. We ask Allah to bless your days of the Hijjah Ameen. and don't forget to tune in to Bayan Radio on 107.9 FM for the rest of the blessed days up until a uh, few days after Eid we'll be on 107.9 FM in Sydney and anyone out of Sydney you can listen on our apps wherever you may be the al Radio app at the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store I'd like to thank our tech man for being with us tonight and all the brothers and sisters who tuned in and until next time As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa
0: barakatuh